the great Ron Jaworski. Jaws, how are you, man? Tony, always a pleasure being on your show. It's always the highlight of my week and my year to be with you, and especially after day one of the NFL draft. You're reading that exactly as I read it and said it to you earlier this morning, Josh. Uh, you, tra- you trained me well, Tony. I can see you got the email, Tony. Wait, last time I saw Ron, we were at the Super Bowl at his great cigar party up there on the roof deck. What a great party. We were, we were, we were smoking cigars and drinking some quality product, Ron. Yes, it was, uh, uh, once again, Coach Ditka and I uh, host a cigar party at the Super Bowl every year. Can't wait to be in Tampa again this year. Uh, we raise money for our individual foundations, and uh, it was the most successful cigar party we've had uh, of the 11 that we've had. So uh, we appreciate your support. We look forward to doing it again next year. But that roof deck on that bill, what was the name of the building there in Miami Beach? Oh, man, oh. I can't remember yesterday anymore, but it was, it was spectacular. It was, it was in Miami the Bay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was. I mean, it looked like Cliff Cliff Kingsbury would have been excited with that. He would have said, wow. (laughs) I I wish I could take credit for being the guy that uh, did the site surveying. I had nothing to do with it. (laughs) That's probably why it was so beautiful. It was It was called the Paramount. The Paramount building. The the, the synapses aren't what they used to be, Tony, but it was the Paramount, a fantastic facility. Great condos there, and boy, the pools and yeah. the services are outstanding. Phenomenal, phenomenal yeah. stuff. And always, we always appreciate you stopping by and uh, adding some levity to the event. Well, I I just come there for the drinks and to meet the and the cigars, the, right? Yeah, to meet all the people. And I then to see you know see Steve Levy and all the other ESPN folk that I run into. People from every network. Everybody's I, at the party. It is. You know, it's kind of amazing. And, and you know, there's always these people uh, in, in the media that you know go to all the parties. And they talk about who's there. And uh, after we left Miami, I was reading some of the articles. They said there were more celebrities at the Ditka Jaws Cigar Party than any party during the Super Bowl week. Absolutely, so I, I you're absolutely right. Cool. Yeah. No, it's that's true. Yeah, it was amazing. It's true because a lot yeah. of these parties get a couple of guys in there, and then they stand around for an hour and says, "I'm getting the hell out of here," and they leave. <laughs> these people didn't want to leave your party. No, we have too much fun. Tony. Even Robin didn't want to leave. She was pissed when they shut us down, and at least they didn't throw us out like a lot of places do. Well, it was four in the morning. Well, that's true. Too, yeah. <laughs> Roger Worsk. All right, Ron, you watched the draft. You've been around. You know all the quarterbacks are off the board. It was going crazy. Before we get to the Eagles pick, and obviously that's a local flavor, but two are going exactly where a lot of people thought they would. Did that surprise you that he went that? I mean, everybody knew Burrow was the one, but. Uh, Miami was supposed to be make, making moves, wheeling and dealing, and they weren't going to take him. They were going to trade down and get a whole bunch of picks. Did, did that surprise you at all? None whatsoever. I, I, I thought Tua was the guy the Dolphins had targeted all along, uh, that they would do whatever they could to, to get him. Uh, it was pretty clear that uh, Joe Burrow was going to go number one. And if uh, we'd be having this conversation a year ago, I probably would have said that Tua was the best quarterback in the draft. Uh, but the injury certainly set him back. And I think that, you know, that was about the only concern of, about his game. And you know what we love to do this time of year when we look at all these young quarterbacks? And, we, you know, what people always ask me, me is, well, who does he remind you of, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you try to come up with somebody that uh, had a great career and you study and say, yeah, it reminds me of this guy. But clearly what I, what I thought about Tua and a number of other you know, guys that do this for, for a living, analyze the quarterbacks and break them down, uh, the comparison was to Drew Brees. 
and, and you know, normally it's a, it's it's kind of a flippant kind of comparison, but I really believe in this one. That's a, to me, that's a pretty strong comparison. Right when I think of the career Drew Brees has had, and I'm saying Tua reminds me of him, but he he has that same kind of skill set, outstanding vision, anticipation, sees the field with great clarity, just enough mobility to move around and open up some windows and passing lanes and pinpoint accuracy. So uh, that's kind of the most overlooked aspect of a quarterback can he be accurate on a repetitive basis hey he doesn't have a gun like uh, Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers but his arm is just like Drew Brees good enough one of the quarterbacks that didn't get a whole lot of discussion at least not as much as Tua and of course Burrow was was Herbert he goes to the Chargers at six I wanted you to give me your take on the fit there with the Chargers and then what did you think of the move up the board a little bit by the Packers to take love out of Utah State when they've got Aaron Rodgers yeah, I, I do have some concerns about, about Herbert. I, to me, he's one of those guys uh, with a high ceiling and a low floor, and, and, and that means boom or bust. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I looked at his tape, I, I did not see the repetitive accuracy. And as I said a moment ago, I think that's a critical part of the evaluation. Some guys, you can put a highlight reel together, and wow, you look at 20 or 30 throws, and you go, oh, yeah, he can make all the throws. But you have to look at hundreds of throws. And when you look at hundreds of throws, you know, what I saw was a guy that missed two many gimmies, too many easy throws, and that's why I was concerned about Herbert, uh, even as a first-round pick. I think he's got a big upside. He gets coached really hard and coached really well, and the mechanics get more consistent. I think the ceiling is there. He can, he can really, you know, he can really take off, but I think he had, in my opinion, a little bit of a boomer bust, uh, you know, on his resume to me via my film study. Uh, you mentioned Jordan Love, and I think uh, it's, it's pretty clear the Green Bay Packers loved him. They moved to get uh, moved up uh, to get him. They believe you know, Aaron Rodgers is getting uh, at the end of the road at 37 years old. And uh, I, I think when Favre was drafted, Favre was like 35 maybe when, uh, uh, when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. So you can see the Packers are looking down the road and hopefully they can make a smooth transition from uh, Rodgers to Love. Like, well, it wasn't really smooth from Favre to Rodgers, but, <laughs> uh, but they had two talented quarterbacks. Yeah, you know, you, the thing that Harry mentioned, of course, in the first, is that they took him in the first round, and so that's going to anger Aaron Rodgers. Listen, Aaron Rodgers is still the quarterback, and this kid's going to have to sit there. Mahomes sat for a year. He's going to sit one or two years. I know, Why but would Aaron Rodgers have a problem Well, it doesn't that? help Aaron Rodgers win games this year. That's all. That's my that's my. Well, okay. I think yeah. that's the way people yeah. look at it. Well, they should have, you know... Uh, they got a wide receiver. They should have helped Aaron. La di yada yada. But but I think I think clearly when when and when you get a guy and, and within an organization that you feel is the guy, you've got to do what you've got to do. And they they moved up to get him. They feel that they can make another transition to a, a, a decade-long quarterback. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I'm hopeful and confident Aaron Rodgers will accept this and he'll work with the guy, uh, not like Brett Favre just kind of kicked Aaron Rodgers to the side and said, hey, I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about me and my job. Um, I've always kind of felt a little bit different in this. I, when I came in the league with the Los Angeles Rams, there's a quarterback there by the name of John Hadle. And John Hadle accepted me and helped me and worked with me to become a better quarterback. And then I pushed that down the road probably 14, 15 years when the Eagles drafted Randall Cunningham to eventually replace me. And the lessons I learned from John Hadle were the lessons that I taught Randall Cunningham. I embraced him. I knew he was going to be the guy of the future, and I worked with him. And I think he had a positive effect on his career. So it, 
It'll be interesting to see how Aaron Rodgers responds to Jordan Love when you consider how Brett Favre treated him. Yeah, you look at what happened. I mean, they weren't first-round picks, but the, the litany of quarterbacks that, you know, Aaron Rodgers has had a bunch of guys up there who could have been the next guy if something happened and he got hurt. And most of the guys they brought in there, when Aaron Rodgers was out of the game, even for a few plays, couldn't get it done. Yeah, they've, they've had guys there, you know, second, third-round picks that got opportunities. But, uh, you know, when you get an opportunity, you got to take advantage of it. As we, we hear it a hundred times, it's a not-for-long league. So when you get that opportunity, you have to take advantage of it. Our teams move on rather quickly. And, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to see how love will play out. I mean, it, I like the fact that he's not going to be forced to play. He can sit back, and he mentioned the Patrick Mahomes behind an Alex Smith. And I don't know if there's a better guy around the understanding of the quarterback position than Andy Reid. Andy has you know, worked with quarterbacks, developed quarterbacks, and he's done an outstanding job with them. So, um, you know, we'll see how this plays out. You know, but I thought uh, Mahomes sitting for a year helped him understand the mentality of the NFL, what big boy football is. It's a huge transition from the college game to the National Football League. And I, I like when the pressure is taken off a young player to have to perform in that rookie year. Ron, C.D. Lamb fell right into Jarrah's lap oh, last night on the, on the yacht. Guys, I'm in Philly. I was crying. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that's, that's a pretty dynamic uh, offense they're putting together. Yeah, yeah man, you talk about uh, the greatest show on turf, <laughs> Dick Vermeule's the Rams in 99-2000. That, that may be in jeopardy right now. And as I'm watching the draft and, you know, being in Philadelphia, I'm very familiar with what the Eagles want to do and everyone's asking what, you know, what's going to happen. And I'm looking at I, I said, there, there's really three wide receivers that I would call the first tier of wide receivers, you know, which Lambs and, and, and Ruggs and Judy, I had, you know, I thought of them at top ten guys. And all of a sudden I'm watching this draft. I'm saying, I know the Eagles want to get a guy. I know they like three or four guys in that second tier of first-round picks, but I'm going, C.D. Lamb's dropping. I mean, he's dropping. He, I mean, could he go all the way to 21? Then I'm looking, <laughs> I see Dallas at 17. I, then I'm, I see Atlanta there at 16. I'm going, oh, Howie's got to be on the phone. He's got to be trying. He, Howie Rosen, GM, loves the wheel and deal. He's damn good at it. I'm thinking he is not going to let you know, C.D. Lamb drop to the Dallas Cowboys. He couldn't make the deal. He drops to the Cowboys, and I went, Oh, my goodness, what an <laughs> offensive machine they are going to have. I mean, two proficient wide receivers, uh, arguably the best running back in Ezekiel Elliott, a solid offensive line. Uh, Dak Prescott will throw for over 5,000 yards this year, and he eventually will get that big contract. If the Cowboys can probably play just a little bit of defense, they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah. You know, and that one, hurts for me to say that. No, I hear you. You're absolutely <laughs> right, Ryan. You know, the thing that bugs me, and because – I'm guessing like everybody else. I'm not a draft expert. I watch football forever. But the bottom line is that the, the, the assumption is because the Eagles moved ahead to get Dallas Goddard a few years ago and kept them from going to the Cowboys, that that's something that has to happen every single year. I know you try, and apparently how you tried, but this is the thing that I want to get your take on this because when they tried to move up, according to Howie Roseman, that they didn't get any bites from the people who were the teams that were ahead of the Cowboys, and therefore they couldn't make a deal. But if that's the case, then ha so you're basically admitting that you wouldn't have taken, you know, you wouldn't have taken the guy you did if you didn't drop, and if you didn't get the pick you wanted. So you then just had to settle for Rager. 
Well, it's always going to be, yeah. I mean, that's how, you know, Joe Sixpack is going to look at it. You know, everyone thinks C.D. Lamb was there. you got to do everything you can to, to get him. Well, yeah, it worked with Dallas Goddard. It doesn't work all the time. And and we all now know, been, and Tony, you and I have been doing radio shows since the late 70s. I don't want to date ourselves. But we, you know, we have seen how this league evolves all the time, year to year, decade to decade. And I just think now it is so important to hit on these draft choices. You've got to hit on the draft picks to build your football team. Then when you build your team and you have a couple holes, then you go the free agency route. Howie Roseman, you know, he wheeled and dealed to get Carson Wentz. I mean, that was one of the all-time deals of all time to get to that spot and get the guy he had targeted. Moved from like 12 to 7 to 3 to 1. And how he's, you know, now how he has that reputation, and and rightfully so because he, you know, uh, he gets very antsy when he does, when he's when he's sitting around not making a deal. I love that part about him. He's he's always trying to make his football team better. But I just think in this situation, he he probably would have had to give up too much to get in that position. Hey Ron, how surprised were you when Jefferson is sitting there on the board and the Eagles took Ray Gore instead? Um, I was surprised. Um, I thought Jefferson would be the guy. Uh, and like I said, there were, there were, you know, you had Ayuk in that group. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there, there were some guys, uh, uh, you know, obviously with Jefferson uh, in there, there were some guys, I, as I said, the lower, uh, the second tier of the first round. You know, there were four or five guys that, what do you like, chocolate or vanilla, you know, the strawberry or Neapolitan. They, it depends what you like. And, and I thought that Jefferson, to me, was the more polished guy of that whole group. Um, Safer re- pick. A safer pick, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then you know everyone's got you know everyone's got reasons why. Well, you know he only played in the slot, didn't play outside. I think that's a bunch of crap. You know if, if a guy can run routes, catch the football, and be one-on-one coverage, uh, you know I don't care where you line him up, inside, outside, motion, Z slot, hip formation, whatever you want to do. If he can play, he can flat out play. And if you're a coach, you coach him to, to play at any position. Not you, you. You don't say, oh, this guy can only play in a slot. That's just that's just stupid. Anyone thinks and uses that for some excuse. Uh, it's using it just as an excuse. So, uh, you know, I, I think Jefferson, you know, is a guy that, although he played it mostly uh, in the slot at LSU, I think the guy with his talent could line up and play anywhere. And, 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 and by the way, Rager is a very good football player. And, and I, I'm not going to condemn the pick. I think the guy's going to make a significant contribution. You know, right now he's a 21st best football player uh, in the draft, and you've you got to be damn good to be picked at that high. And when a lot of teams look at you and evaluate you, so what he what he brings, and I, I think, you know, you never know how things play out in the draft room and preparation. You know, Doug Peterson loves the gimmicks and gadgets kind of play, you know, jet sweeps and all the kind of the cool gimmicks that, that we as fans like. And I think when you look at Rager, uh, that's what he brings you. He, he brings you a lot of that kind of cool stuff, you know. Um, so I, I think that's one of the reasons why Doug liked him. Ron Jaworski, not being able can you play golf on your own golf course now, hey, we are closed down, Tony. Shut down by rules of the governor, the mandate of the governor of New Jersey, Murphy, and and the governor of Pennsylvania. We cannot open our golf courses. Oh, Harry me. Mays, uh, Harry it's, Mays, it's an outrage, Ron. Harry's apoplectic. You own you you own a golf course and you can't even play on your own golf course. Yeah, but Ron, they're playing in New York, which is the epicenter. They're opening public golf courses on Long Island this weekend. I, 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 
do you know how many letters uh, and, and phone calls <laughs> I've made to the governors already? Uh, that, you know what? And, and, you know, I, I, and I have great respect for what they have to do. But I, you know, every time I watch TV, I'm watching coronavirus. Every special that's on, I say, "Oh, get out in the sunshine, right. get some exercise." Well, what the hell do you think people do on a golf course? And they socially you know? distance, right? Exactly. Oh, yeah, I got 200 acres. I, I, I just, I, I just can't understand it. I, you, know, you, you, you can't go to the dentist, but you can get an abortion. I, I don't. I, I mean, some some of the things just don't make sense. I usually though. go to the dentist to get my abortion. <laughs> I, I, I got a multi-purpose guy. You know, it's like you, the old you veteran me stadium. Off on too many tangents, guys. <laughs> no, <right>? no, <laughs> no, but I'm saying like you, you're allowed to go out and walk on a hike on, yes. on a trail. The trails are packed with people. They're yeah. not. They're not six feet apart on a golf course. You can be six feet but apart. But don't go to a golf course. Right. You know, it's don't, an absolute don't, don't outrage. Yeah. I'm getting the hell. I, I, can you? take your golf courses and move them out of New Jersey to a more favorable state, Brian? You know, I, I guess I, 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 I probably would. <laughs> you, you, you have no idea how much money I'm losing on a monthly basis right now, owning seven golf courses with zero income. Now, you know people are going to say, oh, now we're going to have to do a we're gonna to have to do a, a, a GoFundMe, a, a GoFundMe, or or some <laughs> no, sort of no, no, radiothon <laughs> for Ron Jaworski. Hey, we'll work it. Hey, Tony, I may call you, man. That's I may right. you ended up the, the fundraiser for me. <laughs> hey, hey, but I, but I, I, I can tell you this: when we do open, it'll be like playing Augusta National because you won't find a divot, a ball market. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's and the right. weather's been good for grass growing because I'm looking at overhead shots. Yeah. You know, and we've had a cool fall, a spring, a lot of rain, but. It looks like the courses are lush. They're lush right now. Oh yeah, things things are going to be beautiful. I, I, the good thing is, uh, you know, the the, uh, the government did provide a stimulus package, so I'm able to keep at, at least my my golf course maintenance people working, cutting the grass, doing the aerification, doing the top dressing, you know, all the things that you have to do this time of year, so you have pristine conditions uh, when you get into the season. So, uh, unfortunately, you know, m- my favorite place are my my Seven Tap Taverns, which are the bars and all the clubs. Right. Where I like to hang out with the uh, with all my friends and and, and guests. So Riley's I do, pub. I do miss that I do miss sitting. I would have been last night. I would have been sitting at one of the bars watching a draft and arguing with people. Wait a minute, you couldn't go in your own bar in one of your own golf courses and turn the TV on and watch it by yourself? I do not. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quarantined, Tony. I'm playing by the rules. I, hey, I'm the preacher for be safe. Let's kick the shit out of this coronavirus and let's move on. So, yeah, I, wow, I, he's fired I, up. I love this. this. He is fired <laughs> up right now. That's right. Ron Jaworski breaking it down. All right. Tonight, I just saw Adam Schefter tweeted about that some GMs are telling him that the second round may have, like, usually there's like seven to eight guys that may have gone in the first round. He said there's like 25 players still on the board that could be graded as first-round talent. That's how deep this draft is. Yeah, I, 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 I would agree there are a lot of really good players left. This was a, a, a draft that was particularly deep in, in wide receivers, uh, offensive linemen. And, and I think what you're going to see now, and, and, and as, I, as I look at the evolution of the game, if you don't have an abundance of secondary players that could cover today's wide-open gunslinging style offense, you are way behind the curve. So I think you're going to see a run on athletic linebackers that could cover these backs out of the backfield and secondary players. Corners are just becoming more and more valuable. And we just got this other note in from Adam Schefter. The Rams are restructuring Jared Goff's contract to free up $7 million. And so that's going to happen. You move money around and you've got to take care of other guys. 
Yeah, absolutely. They know that, and you know they, they, the Rams made some mistakes in giving away a lot of money a couple of years ago. But you know they, they, they you know, did the mistake is they didn't win a Super Bowl. They tried to win a Super Bowl, and if you win the Super Bowl by spending up money, you're a hero. If it doesn't happen, it was a mistake, and, and unfortunately for the Rams, it didn't work out. They 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 went after that Vince Lombardi Trophy. They didn't get it. Now you got to pay a little bit of a price for it. Yeah, and there's a, quickly before we have to break here, Ron, but the Dolphins obviously look like they did her well. Certainly the San Diego, I still call them the Chargers, drafted well. I mean, there's a lot of teams that really did good work with their picks this year. Yeah, I, I, I thought the Miami Dolphins had a really good draft. Quietly, the Jacksonville Jaguars, because they didn't really get the, the guys with the high uh, persona and profile. I think Doug Marone uh, did a terrific job with their draft down there. Clearly, um, you know, Brian Flores in Miami, that team played really competitive football the second half of last season. You know, him and Chris Greer have done a good job of building that roster. Uh, they got good young players. They're going to get a running back in, in, in tonight. I, I believe there are probably three really strong running backs uh, that I think will make a significant con- contribution as rookies in this league. So I think the Dolphins clearly get a running back tonight. Ron Jaworski, he breaks it down. Golf, bar talk, <laughs> yep. politics, everything in one segment. You're not getting that anywhere else. Although that wasn't political. That was a guy who has a bus- has businesses. Trying to save my business. Right. Damn right, man. Hey, hey, hey Tony, you, you, you know I'm a pretty ineffable guy. I love people. I had to lay, I had to lay off 240 people. Wow. Yeah, you know, so seven golf courses when the governors both said, you know, Wolf says shut down, Murphy says shut down. You know, I'm a people person. And these are, these are not people that are wealthy. These are people that are going week to week with their paycheck. They work their butt off. I love them. And that's why we got to get this country back to work. It's people like, like that that are really being hurt. And when I had to tell 240 people you're getting laid off, you have no idea how that hurt myself and you know my wife is very active and my family's involved in our business that hurts us so there's a there's a personal side to it as well absolutely ron everybody that knows you man whether you're in california miami or wherever you are or whoever pay me wherever they pay you to go except (laughs) new jersey and you decided to settle down there and now you're regretting it all these years later (laughs) you could have been back in los angeles having a beautiful uh, hollywood hollywood hills major condo out there overlooking the the bay are the golf courses open in, in, in L.A.? I think some at Sacramento, some they're all that. open, I'm yeah. reading. All right. See, I, I made a mistake. Then. It's outrageous. Yes, you did, Ron. And the ones in Florida, I think, are mostly some of them. Some, some of them. Yeah. Some yeah. Of them. Yeah. Not in Palm Beach County. Try not to, you're making a mess. Robin, why do you have to keep bringing this stuff yeah. up? I know this. I don't need to be reminded. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's trying to sneak yeah. on his course out there in Montgomery County. <laughs> really? It had a news, news chopper over there taking video of people playing golf. At 1912? Yeah, that's it was a, You know that course, aren't you, Ron? Big Brother sure. is watching. Yep. Oh, you got God. any drones flying over or shooting you down <laughs> if you go outside and hit a ball? You know how you kill coronavirus. I said it already. Get out in the sunshine. Exercise. Be what, healthy. What oh, sunshine? Yeah, what yeah, sunshine? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> be nice tomorrow. It, it, it's shining somewhere. I don't right. <laughs> hey, Ron, always great to talk Thanks, to you, bro. Ron. Thanks, Ron. Hey, love so you guys, much. man. Be safe, okay? The Thanks. great Ron Jaworski, right. ladies and gentlemen. Let's put your hands together.